Welcome to the Take Action Now Summit. You will discover groundbreaking strategies for personal and business growth with leading experts and innovators. Today, transform forward. Step into 2024 with confidence. Strengthen your network, build relationships, and develop awareness and skills. Join our 21 world-class speakers and experience inspiration, hope for your future, and an elevation of your ambitions. Inspired Choices Network, our summit hosts, are excited to have you here. Have you noticed every time we turn the page or scroll to the next post, we see the words mental health, mental health crisis, and digital addiction. We are in a crisis and our kids are getting sucked into this vortex. Did you know that this is the number one concern of parents today? I mean, like everybody talks, laments, complains about the problem, yet no one seems to be offering any solutions. I am standing up to say no more, not on my watch. I wanna talk about solutions. Are you ready to stand up for your kids? Protect them, prevent them from becoming victims of this epidemic? Now, that might seem like strong language and I recognize it as being strong language, but you know what? Epidemic, crisis, mental health, and addiction, those are all words that get my attention. How about you? And what if I told you that the solution to turn this crisis around is right in our own homes? Imagine you having the mindset and the tools to kick this crisis to the curb. I believe this to be true with my heart and soul. Stick around and I'd like to show you how. But first, let me offer you a free pass. You got more directions with the new air fryer that you may have purchased last Prime Day than you did when you brought home another human being, you know, like the baby from the hospital. With the air fryer, you were told how to wash it, how to optimize its use. And yet you brought home this newborn with nothing. And add to that how fast things are changing in this world. And yeah, it's really hard to keep up. Of course, you don't have the answers and I don't think you're expected to. Hi, I'm Janet and I am your positive outcome parenting strategist or pops if that's a mouthful, because it is for me too. My work merges parenting, as leadership, and I teach these tools so that you can raise the successful adults of tomorrow. And on those days, you know, like those ages or those weeks where you just feel unqualified, less than confident to tackle all of those challenges head on, that's when I come in and help out. In this talk, I'm going to share my top three strategies for you to tackle these mental health challenges. So you can go from feeling, I don't know, does desperate doubter sound familiar? How about from desperate doubter to dynamic decision maker? 
and empower yourself as the change maker in your own home. How did I come into this work? It's a little ironic, actually. I didn't have, shall we say, that perfect childhood or the strongest of role models. Let me illustrate with a little story. So it's the day of my bat mitzvah. And this in the Jewish religion is a monumental celebration. An analogy could be quinceanera or a confirmation with other faiths. Picture this. The napkins are all color coordinated. The invitations are of same color. They've all gone out. Guests are assembled. This is a big deal. And we're on our way to the synagogue. I've been only preparing, let's just say seven or eight years to take over the ceremony for this big page turning event. We're getting closer to the synagogue and admittedly, I'm getting really nervous. So picture my family in the car. We're now about three to five miles away. And my mother very calmly announces that she and my father are getting divorced. Three to five miles. Are you freaking kidding me? Who does that? Something tells me I just don't think that was mother of the year behavior. So after the divorce, I end up living with my father. And while he did the best he could, I do remember having a lot of unsupervised time. And I was making a lot of decisions on my own. Some probably I shouldn't have. When I was 15, my father was diagnosed with brain cancer. Talk about a scary blow. Things started to get a little sketchy and bless his heart, he rallied long enough to see me graduate high school and then he died five months later. I was 17 and raising myself, 17. I ultimately, after my first year of college, I moved west with my high school sweet, my, yeah, he was my high school sweetheart, Stephen, just in time to have my 19th birthday. And you know what that must have felt like. With a fresh start, I got a job, I finished college, I got a master's, and yep, Stephen and I got married. And people, you know, those well-intentioned people would often say, how about those kids, Janet? When are you going to give us some of those kids? You've been married this long? How come there are no kids? I couldn't admit I didn't want to be a mom. I couldn't see myself as a mom. All I really wanted was a childhood, not a family. And then 10 years into my marriage, I literally, I kid you not, I literally woke up one day and I saw myself as a mom. It was a really great, wonderful day. And I got really lucky because Ben was born pretty quickly. And so in 1992, I brought him home and I was lost. Luckily, my neighbor ran a daycare. Her name was Chris. And she became my best friend. She was also my beacon, my lighthouse. Remember phone a friend? And she was my parenting hotline, my parenting 911. Thank God for Chris. Everybody needs a Chris. 
After some pregnancy struggles, my daughter Elisa was born in 1996, and I felt like I had been given such a gift. And of course, I was busy in the busy of Band-Aids and boo-boos and homework and haircuts and shopping and schlepping and, you know, those years of, hey, mom, what's for dinner? That gerbil meal, that gerbil wheel that we're all on for a spell. And even though I was no expert on how to be the mom, I was absolutely determined to set them up for success. No way would, could I, would I allow them to feel like they were alone in the world, figuring things out on their own, like I had, unfortunately. So obviously times have changed in the 30 plus years since then. And for me, 65,000 students later, in my teaching career, but one thing I know for sure hasn't changed. Home is our foundation. Let's say that again. Home is our foundation. And parents, they're the leaders and the CEOs of our home. Parents are the role models. Parents are the true influencers of our kids, not the latest sensations that are trending on TikTok. So what can parents as leaders do to stand up against this crisis? Today, I'm gonna to share my top three actions that you can start putting into play immediately. And they all begin with the letter C, so it'll be super simple for you to remember. C, Number one, create and commit to the vision of your family. Create and commit. What do you see for them in the future? What do they see for themselves in the future? And do their dreams align with reality? So for example, you remember in 2002, American Idol came on the scene and, oh, didn't all kids want to be American Idol? I don't know, but my Elisa sure did. That's all she did was sing, sing, sing every chance she could get. I My job was to support that. Was she ever going to be an American Idol? No. Did she think she was going to be an American Idol? Yes. Did I need to allow her to be that for as long as she could until she realized that she wasn't idol material? That was my job. Her dreams needed to align with the reality. If your goal or dream is for your kids to eventually leave that metaphorical nest, then at what point will you stop doing things for them that they can do for themselves? Just a question, but that's what I mean when aligning with the future. Okay, moving on. Action number two, clear communication. You remember this one. Remember when we used to say, say what you mean and mean what you say. And it's still true. Dinner at six means just that. Like at six o'clock, you should be making your way to the table and prepared to enjoy the meal. And when you say no, no means no. And no, you're not allowed to waffle and change your mind within the hour. Everybody in your family will understand and know the expectations when you are committed to your communications 
And no, this isn't harsh. This is boundaries. And trust me when I tell you, the payoff is definitely worth it. Last but not least, number three, uh, C number three, create connection. Building strong relationships with your kids so that they can feel seen and heard. They need to know that they have a voice and that they matter. Can I sneak in another C? Because none of the prior C's work unless we are ready. You might be thinking what I'm thinking. Cutting the cord or at least monitor and manage screen time, electronics, and yes, the phones. We can't connect or communicate when our heads are down or when we're glued to another screen. And we can't connect in our own lives if we are allowing ourselves to become distracted and sucked into the virtual lives of others. So let's commit to cut the cord and then we're gonna talk about the other C's. Now, we only have a limited time today, so I wish I had time to go into all three of them, but I'm gonna choose one. And for me, it's the one that I believe is most paramount. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? For me, it's number, it's number three, which is create connection. This is the foundation of the family. This is the glue that holds it all together. When there is a strong family connection, kids know that someone's got their back. And when they feel connected, they actually feel more apt to listen, cooperate. And when you ask them to do something, they're probably gonna say yes because they feel connected and a part of the family as community. And you know that when we all get going in a hundred different directions, connecting becomes even more important. So how do you do that? Here's some fun examples for you. And I think you can take them all, swipe and deploy. Number one on my list is quality time. And I admit, I am a family dinner fan. That was a requirement when my kids were growing up. As a matter of fact, I only allowed them one after-school activity uh, per kid so that we would be home in time to enjoy dinner, break bread, if you will, almost every night. I think it's really, really important. Idea or example number two could be a casual observation rather than, hey, kiddo, how was your day? which you know what you're going to get. Fine. How about just a, you know, I noticed that you worked really hard this week and I'm really proud of you. Can you imagine just this random little casual observation and thinking and carrying on with random? How about a random act of kindness? When my kids were growing up, I did not do their laundry for a really long time. So can you imagine when they came home and found a load folded on their beds, which was really selfish for me because I probably had gone to the dryer and they had left their clothes there. So I finished the load and put it on their beds. Random act of kindness. Funny example number two, dare I say, 
my kids weren't allowed to have sweets in the house. We didn't have a lot of junk food. So can you imagine mother of the year, random act of kindness when I came home with Oreos? Oh my gosh. So you can imagine in my family, random act of kindness, laundry and Oreos, big time winners. And lastly, for an example, number four, how about just some body language? Just a thumbs up, an unexpected smile, or just anything, a tap on the shoulder, just to let them know that you know that they are there, just a little connection. After dinner in our kitchen, my kids were responsible for, for packing their own lunches, but when they were all packed and in the refrigerator, I was known to apply some fresh lipstick and kiss the napkin and sneak it into their lunches. And I got more joy out of thinking about how surprised they would be when they found that napkin the next day, but just a little connection. And if I was feeling very playful, I even took a bite out of their sandwich, just for the imagination of what it was that they were thinking when they opened up their lunches. What fun place could you leave? A little post-it note smile or an affirmation. Be thinking about that. At dinner, we shared highs and lows and everybody had to participate. How was your day was a taboo question. Highs and lows was just a really fun way to be intentional about getting some really good, robust conversation. Another family favorite to connect was what I called a cup of conversation. For me, it was a mid-evening tea. So back in the day, we remember, I don't even know if they still do today, but back in the day, tea kettles used to whistle. I would put the kettle on, and this was during homework time. Put the kettle on, and once it whistled, everybody could hear it, and I would call upstairs. Anybody who needs a cup of conversation, come on down. And inevitably, Elisa and Ben came running down the stairs, and yeah, we would sit 20 minutes, decaf tea, a pastry or a snack of sorts, just enough to give them a brain break. Would they then go back upstairs and finish homework? Yes, they were rejuvenated. They had connected, they were refreshed and they were ready to tackle their studies again. So actually, it worked, it was a beautiful, beautiful strategy. And now that my kids are flown and grown, when I look back, I see that that investment certainly paid off. Our connection today is solid, solid. And I get the blessing of being invited into their homes and in their lives more as a respected friend, probably because I never was one up until now in their lives. So building connections is fun because each human, each family is different. And so you'll choose how to connect within your family very differently, but you can be so creative. And just know that whatever it is that you choose, you're really building courage, confidence, 
love, and a legacy. It's never, ever too late. Are you ready to begin your new role as the CEO of your family? Recap. The three C's. Create the vision, clear communication, and connection. You know what the fun thing about this is? They're all available without a fat wallet, an advanced degree, a PhD. All it requires is some time and intention and your willingness to show up. Here's what I know for sure. As was taught to me by my favorite boss back in 2000. So it's 20, almost 25 years now. And there was this particular day that I was unraveling. Probably because of something that I did at work that was an epic fail. But mostly because of some negative self-talk and some guilt about having left Elisa home sick that day. And my boss, her name was Susan, she pulled me aside and she said, your tombstone will never say, here lies Janet, who was a wonderful HR employee, consultant, and teacher. At the end of our lives, people don't look back and say, gee, I wish I'd worked harder, longer hours, I wished I had been a better employee, manager, CEO. That's not what we lament about. We lament about not, we lament about working too much, missing school concerts, soccer games, or not playing enough, not spending more time with our loved ones. We all want to be remembered and endeared by our family members. I've done some pretty amazing things, but I wanna be remembered as a wife, as a daughter, and the mother that my kids laugh at and laughed with. How do you wanna be remembered? The great Whitney Houston, may she rest in peace, and dare I even copy her, I believe the children are our futures. Teach them well and let them lead the way. Show them all the beauty they possess inside. Give them a sense of pride. And I'll stop there because that's enough. You get the picture. That's our future. Teach them well and let them lead the way. It's time to empower yourself as a leader. Our changing world, I believe, is begging us to shift our family as the focus of our lives. Our kids are begging us also to make family the central focus in our lives. I am raising tomorrow. You are raising tomorrow. Let's raise tomorrow together. Thank you for joining this inspirational talk on the Take Action Now Summit. 
Inspired Choices Network and our expert speakers are excited to connect with you and learn about your desires to evolve and grow in 2024. If you'd like to learn more about everything Inspired Choices Network offers, including future summits, please email us at info at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com.